Hey, 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 Snap Survivors. Welcome back to the third installment of After the Snap. I am Tosh Pierce, and this right here is a virtual refugee camp for everyone affected by Thanos Snap. So, uh, how's everybody doing? Hope the Hoping that today is fine and everybody having a great day. Um, who's not having a great day probably right now, because I'm jumping right into it, obviously. Who's not having a great day right about now are the uh, Paramount and Warner Brothers uh, studios because the projections for Bumblebee and Aquaman are that they will have the lowest opening weekend in both franchises history. Um, they're going to be basically fighting for the same audience and uh, to make matters worse they're also going to be battling Mary Poppins and Into the Spider-Verse, which will be in its second week. Uh, so Justice League grossed $229 million here in the States, while Transformers last night only managed $130 million. The projection, projections say that, there will, that Aquaman and Bumblebee will make even less than those two movies. Uh... We know that projections can change. So remember how uh, Black Panther, even though it was never supposed to bomb, it outperformed expectations. So we can take this all with a grain of salt. It, it could just be, you know, uh, being a, a pessimist. And all we have to do is be optimistic. Uh, in other Aquaman news, we got the third trailer for the upcoming movie where we got to see Arthur Curry take on Black Manta. And I don't know about you, but I think Black Manta looks awesome. Uh, they brought the character to life, like he was just lifted straight from the, the comic books. So that character is very true to the way that we have seen him portrayed in cartoons and comic books. So yay. Um, on the note of Aquaman, if this movie underperforms at the box office, you probably should just look at scheduling. Uh, hopefully, because everything that, about it looks great. So, scheduling will probably be the culprit. It just has too much competition, and it's also competing with the holidays, Christmas time. So, uh, people are doing a lot of family things, but then they might not be able to see all of these movies that are coming out on the same day. Because think about we've got uh we got Bumblebee and Aquaman. Both of those are coming out December 21st along with Mary Poppins and Holmes and Watson. So that's a big selection of movies. And if I were a parent of a little one, I'd probably be going to see Mary Poppins. And I probably would be uh, watching how much I'm spending on entertainment for me personally because I uh, Christmas would be right around the corner and New Year's is right around the corner and then for a person like myself my birthday would be right around the corner so those things would uh, kind of take precedence over trying to go to see every single movie that's out and then in the uh, MCU camp uh, this casting of Katherine Langford it's created quite a, quite a stir in uh, the fan circle. We don't know what character she's been cast for, but she's been cast as a character in Avengers 4. 
and the court of public opinion says she'll be Kate Bishop, the heir apparent to Clint Barton as Hawkeye. So this is leading to a lot of rumors and that uh, the rumors are that we may be getting the Young Avengers on the Disney uh, streaming service. So again, the Disney streaming service is slated to come out, I believe it's late 2019. So it's just a rumor right now and uh, we're gonna be keeping our eyes open for more evidence that this is true, but it definitely seems like a great idea. Um, there's also been a few little rumblings and tumblings about uh, about other characters like uh, uh, Kid Loki, the uh, Hulkling, and uh, I'm trying to think who was the other person. I can't remember, but if I do remember, you know, I'll, we, we'll come back to it another time because right now I'm drawing a blank of who the other character was. Um, so today, the meat of the episode is going to be about Into the Spider-Verse because that is the next movie from uh, a Marvel Cinematic Universe, not the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it's a Sony project and um, it looks like it's going to be a pretty good offering. It's an animated uh, film. It is uh, re being released, uh, uh, as I spoke earlier. December 14th so it's kind of ahead of the curve of all of those other movies coming out so a lot of people are going to end up going to see Into the Spider-Verse uh, with their children but also it is being billed as a superhero movie first and an animated film second so we're supposed to get a lot of action out of this uh, animated feature so in this uh, Into the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man crosses parallel dimensions and teams up with the other Spider-Beings in those dimensions to stop a threat to all reality. Uh, so this we're going to be introduced to our main character, Miles Morales. He's a Brooklyn teen who was bitten by a genetically enhanced spider. Uh, in his dimension, Spider-Man, Peter Parker, was killed, so Miles kind of takes on the mantle of uh, Spider-Man after the death of Peter Parker in his dimension. So we're going to also get to see six versions of Spider-Man. So they're going to include uh, Miles Morales, Peter Parker, Spider-Gwen, that was Gwen Stacy, Spider-Ham, Spider-Man Noir, and Penny Parker. So the animation of each spider being is indicative of the dimension that they come from. The style is 100% CGI with pixelations that make the characters kind of appear as if they were drawn by hand. Kind of like they what, what they are describing as a comic book come to life. So that is an interesting, uh, it actually has the most animators on staff of any Sony movie ever so it, it they, they spent an awful lot of time to uh, and and expense to make this look like uh, a, a comic book that just burst off the pages at you and in and, and, and the trailers you can see evidence of this it has the uh, 
like the bam boom pow those bubbles with the uh with the words in it when people when they're like striking something they it's it, it actually really does look very comic book-esque um so we have miles like we said miles morales he's the the main character but then um somehow peter parker is ripped from another reality into his and this peter parker that we're going to see is the toby Maguire version so in the trailer we get a lot of montages of iconic moments from uh sam raimi's take on the web slinger uh we also meet gwen stacy and and in her universe uh she was bitten by a radioactive spider and she gained powers and in in her universe peter parker is lizard then we have a uh, spider noir which is a word that i can hardly say it's like n-o-i-r noir i i i don't know if i'm saying that right but anyway he's a depression era spidey and he battles crime bosses mobsters and in, in his dark reality he will kill he he uses guns, you know, he's not a web slinger, he is a gunslinger, and he is actually a killer. So that's very interesting. Then you have uh, Penny Parker. She's drawn kind of Kappa Mikey style, like a Sailor Moon. And in her universe, she pilots the SP slash slash DR, that's like a, a robot. So she comes crashing into uh, Miles Morales reality as well and then last but not least we have Spider Ham also known as Peter Porker he's drawn kind of like the uh, older WB Looney Tune cartoon characters he got his powers when he was a spider that was bitten by a radioactive pig so that turned him into a pig with the abilities of a spider so that was crazy it's like you know not a new character there's actually comic books of peter porker out there if you'd like to find them so like uh in this movie we also see some of the uh iconic i keep using that word last time it was speculation and today it's iconic and i kind of get stuck on a word and just keep saying it I apologize if it sounds redundant, but we, we we see Kingpin, and he's like the big, fat Kingpin like we used to see. Even though you know the uh, the Kingpin we see in Daredevil, boy that you know uh, Vincent D'Onofrio does an excellent job as Kingpin, but that's neither here nor there. Kingpin is going to appear. He has like a, a super collider which is a, a device that's gonna cause uh, these alternate Spider-Man universes to, to collide. So, <laughs> the word is collider. I use the word collide to describe what a collider does, but obviously that's what a, a collider does. It's gonna cause these wor worlds to merge. So, um, when Peter Parker meets up with Miles Morales, According to the trailer, he's going to give him like a little science lesson about alternate universes. And then he's going to agree to teach him how to be Spider-Man. So we, we uh, go from that. 
and we're introduced to all these other spider folk who appear in uh, Miles Morales' universe. And then they find that, uh, because again, Miles Morales is from Brooklyn instead of from Queens like uh, Peter Parker. So we find that Brooklyn is under attack and these spider beings are going to assist uh, Miles Morales who was on the hero's journey. He's gonna uh, have to destroy Fist's Collider in order to save all the universes. We're going to also be treated to other villains. We're going to see the Green Goblin. We're going to see the Scorpion. We're going to see the Prowler, who just so happens to be uh, Miles' uncle. That's the character that uh, Donald Glover played in uh, Spider-Man Home Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. So, it seems like it's going to be an interesting take on um and an introduction to a lot of different spider people or uh i've been saying beings because spider ham is not a person um and it also it 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 looks like it's going to cater to all audiences so i think there will be a little something for us as adult comic uh story fans and then you also want to introduce your children to these characters this is a great introduction it appears to be a great introduction for the the little kids too um, so what's the deal with uh, spider-man how can we not be oversaturated with spider men we have the uh, we have the Tom Holland version of spider-man and, and there's a movie uh, revolving around his character coming out later in 2019 and we also have as evidenced in this uh, in this movie a lot of other spider people so how how does spider-man continue to be the most popular uh, comic book character the most recognizable uh, his toys and merchandise outsells everybody, including Superman and Batman. So, what is what is the allure of this character? Well, I saw this question uh, asked on Quora, and um, people were giving just regular answers, and, and, and these regular answers were coming from regular people, and the consensus is according to these responses is that Spider-Man is a regular person. He starts off as a teenager. Uh, that's where we meet him in, in most iterations of his character. We meet him as a kid. He gets bitten by a spider. He's a normal kid. He's not the popular kid at school. He's not the uh, best looking he doesn't come from an ideal home situation. His family is not rich. He's just a kid. A smart kid, but a kid nonetheless. So he he gets uh, bitten by this radioactive spider and it just, it turns this kid's life upside down. And uh, we get to see him really grow with his powers. So as he learns more and more about what he's capable of and what his powers entail, 
he makes the same mistakes that a normal kid would make and he also uh, comes to the same conclusions over time that we would hope most kids would make. Uh, those, those conclusions being that he can use these powers to assist people and then he does it in his own flair with his own style. You know, one of the things that I used to love about watching Spider-Man cartoons is that he always has something smart to say. He was never caught off guard. He always knew what to say when he had the mask off. But taking the mask off, he becomes the shy, gangly kid, kind of working his way through life. Uh, we, we get to see him uh, ultimately become a young adult and start working. But he still never was like, he was never uh, Tony Stark rich. He was never uh, Bruce Banner, I mean, I'm sorry, Bruce Wayne rich. So we just have a regular person from Queens, New York, you know, and then he moves to Hell's Kitchen. So it's like he's just a normal person who most kids can relate to. Um, has a crush on a girl. He's not really popular with the girls. Uh, he finally gets the girl of his dreams and he wants to hold on with both hands, you know. And he finds that the, the girl of his dreams is actually really crazy about his alter ego. It's just, it's just like a coming of age story. Kind of like the way uh, they portrayed Tom Holland's Spider-Man in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. It was kind of like... Uh, the Breakfast Club, that kind of movie, though that era of of uh, movie gives you those kinds of feels, that coming of age type story, and we get to see that in Spider-Man. Also, he's not really, uh, we'll say, he's not really an imposing figure. So the sight of Spider-Man is not going to. Uh, not going to strike fear in anybody but given the abilities that he has and his uh, actual genius as far as being a very academically able kid turned into a, a he's like a science prodigy so uh, those things ingenuity is what Spider-Man has he, he, he does have superhuman strength and he can spin webs like a like a, uh, a spider, but he is not an imposing individual. And some of the characters that Spider-Man has had to battle in his uh, teenage years, the rhino, big freaking the uh, animal-like creatures that this kid is going to war with every night, you know, trying to keep, uh, trying to keep New York City uh, safe. So he doesn't have to do it. He does it because he's been uh, blessed with these powers. And we know with great power comes great responsibility. So that's just a few of the reasons why uh, Spider-Man maintains his popularity amongst uh, comic book lovers of all ages. And uh, the only thing people really dislike about Spider-Man is Spider-Man 3. <laughs> and I think a lot of people hated that movie, but... Outside of that movie, because that movie was kind of, it, it kind of went west and, and just weird stuff. 
but we'll talk about that in another episode so if we like decide that we're gonna go down this dark alleyway of talking about every spider-man movie from the uh from the beginning until now which might not be a bad idea that might be a lot of fun but uh that spider-man 3 that was a very different spider-man it was just not good (laughs) it wasn't good and i'm sure somebody is going to disagree with me and you know what we can fight about it because that movie was not good uh so okay i didn't went off on a tangent uh I guess what we could talk about next is uh, what we're going to talk about next. Uh, the next time I record, unless there's something really breaking that uh, that that needs my attention, we're going to kind of leave Marvel again and talk a little bit about Bumblebee and the Transformers, what happened with that franchise. So. Uh, you can look forward to that. Um, if you'd like to leave me a comment, a concern, constructive criticism, any ideas for future episodes, uh, you can reach me at afterthesnap at gmail.com. Or you can go to uh, the After the Snap Facebook page. We would love to have you there. We have a group. That's a side group from that page called Snap Survivors. I would love to see you there. Um, Feel free to come, comment, post, subscribe. Uh, I really hope to see you guys like that that page and see that community grow a bit. Um, Outside of that, I don't have an awful lot more to say. Um, We... Campsite is looking good. I'm seeing, you got at least like 120, 100... 30 people on the campground today which is a big group um and still more coming in still more coming in and like i said before there's always room for more people here um it's a it's a growing community and like next week we said we'll be visiting the transformers universe and uh, we'll talk about news and everything else just like we did this week I hope you guys enjoyed the third installment of After the Snap and hope to see you again. Catch you on the flip.